The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm Jackson Bird. Today, that thing that you're looking at right now, it's already 15 seconds in the past. Plus, new findings from Apple and Harvard's giant period tracking study. And before emerging as a wartime president, Volodymyr Zelensky had a prolific career as a comedian. A rundown of some of the wildest clips that have been resurfacing. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. A running joke throughout the pandemic has been that time doesn't exist anymore, because for so many of us with so many typical parts of our lives upended and holidays and seasons passing in different ways or without much acknowledgement at all, it's been tough to keep a steady hold on time. It's been slipping through our fingers, not in that it's flying by, but in that the very concept of time feels watered down and mixed up in our heads. Well, to make time even more of a mind-bending concept, a new study indicates that our brains are living 15 seconds in the past. Psychology professors Maura Manassi and David Whitney set out to understand the illusion of stability in our vision. Quoting the two of them in inverse, The brain automatically smooths our visual input over time. Instead of analyzing every single visual snapshot, we perceive in a given moment an average of what we saw in the past 15 seconds. So by pulling together objects to appear more similar to each other, our brain tricks us into perceiving a stable environment. Living in the past can explain why we do not notice subtle changes that occur over time. In other words, the brain is like a time machine that keeps sending us back in time. It's like an that consolidates our visual input every 15 seconds into one impression so that we can handle everyday life. If our brains were always updating in real time, the world would feel like a chaotic place with constant fluctuations in light, shadow, and movement. We would feel like we were hallucinating all the time. End quote. They call it our brain's refresh time and say that since it's way too much work to constantly deal with every visual input it receives, our brains basically recycle information from the past for optimum efficiency. And to study this, Manassi and Whitney tested hundreds of participants by showing them close-ups of faces aging in time-lapse videos. And at the end, they asked the participants how old the face was at the end of the video, and participants consistently answered with the age that the face was 15 seconds before the end of the video. 
The pair also recommends a cool way for you to get an idea of just how much your eyes and your brain really are taking in all of the time. Put a phone camera right in front of your eyes and record while you walk around and look at different things. Then watch the video back and observe how jittery your eyes and likely the overall footage is. That, they say, is the kind of visual data your brain is always having to deal with. So this sort of lag is probably good to keep our brains from being totally overworked, but it could, of course, have detriments when it comes to precision actions. Although, I wonder, since we've never known any different, if we somehow account for the lag in interpretation? I mean, I don't know, whenever I start thinking too deeply about time and our brain's perception of sensations, my brain totally starts to spin. The researchers also got a bit poetic on the topic, ending their article by writing, quote, It's important to remember that the judgments we make every day are not totally based on the present, but strongly depend on what we've seen in the past. Apple and Harvard have published the latest findings from their Apple Women's Health Study, which uses data from participants using Apple's period tracking features on the Health app. Participants who use the app on their iPhones or Apple Watches opt in to the research project and then fill out regular surveys regarding their health. It's billed as an attempt to better quantify and understand how menstruation is connected to other aspects of a person's health and is also significant for the large number of participants they're able to amass by using the popular app. App. This was the second year of the study during which researchers focused primarily on PCOS and collected data from 37,000 people. Quoting Gizmodo, PCOS is a complex hormonal disorder. It's characterized by higher than usual levels of testosterone and other androgen hormones, and sometimes lower levels of estrogen. This imbalance can lead to a variety of symptoms, including infertility, acne, excess body hair, and enlarged ovaries that regularly produce immature follicles, fluid-filled sacs containing eggs that can never be fertilized. Despite the name, these follicles aren't the same as ovarian cysts, but the conditions can have similar symptoms. Though PCOS can often be managed well with hormonal and other treatments, little is known about how and why it happens. There's thought to be a strong genetic component, but environmental factors during pregnancy or the first years of life may play a role too. In the study, 23% of women with PCOS reported a family history of the condition versus only 5% of women without PCOS who said the same, which does lend support to a genetic link." End quote. Further findings from the study, which again really just put some numbers to previously made connections, include people with PCOS being more predisposed to type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, and having an irregular heartbeat. The connections between menstruation and heart health are particularly significant. Co-lead investigator Shruti Mahalingeya said, quote, The Apple Women's Health Study is one of the first studies where we can look at the connection between menstrual health, polycystic ovary syndrome, and and heart health at a population level. Despite the association between PCOS and heart-related conditions, historically, research studies about heart health have not included information about menstrual studies. This study is important for having a better understanding of PCOS and its health impacts, including for people with PCOS and those that might have PCOS but do not know. End quote. Considering how many people use health tracking apps, it's always really cool to see researchers take advantage of that huge collection of data, with the consent of participants, of course, and start putting some real numbers behind conditions that are still not as understood as they could be.
Imagine if your favorite casino came with an undo button. That's exactly what you get with FanDuel Casino's Play It Again. Get up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. Play your favorite table games in hundreds of slots for real cash. And see for yourself why FanDuel Casino is the number one rated online casino app. Explore daily and weekly promotions. Play with live dealers. And if you ever have a question, our best-in-class customer support team is here to help 24-7. Sign up for FanDuel Casino at FanDuel.com PA3 today and play it again with up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. 21 plus and present in Pennsylvania. Must not have previously placed any wager on FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel Casino, Betfair Casino, Mohegan Sun Casino, or Stardust Casino. Refund issued as non-withdrawable casino online site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. So I try really hard to avoid turning anyone into an idol, especially political leaders. There are so many other individuals working together and systems they are working within that result in any of the good or bad that comes from a leader's policy decisions. Additionally, by the time you get to a high government position, your hands are rarely completely clean. And you're still human. You can make human mistakes, at times egged on by the ego and resources you've accumulated as a person in power. I think a lot of quomosexuals learned that one the hard way in 2020. So even when I admire certain actions taken by famous or influential people, I try to remind myself that one action or a set of actions does not represent their whole, that I probably don't agree with everything they've ever said or done, and that even if I don't ever find anything particularly heinous on their part, no person deserves to be dehumanized as an idol. But so long as we keep all of that in mind, I think it's okay to enjoy the good while it's here, knowing that some good does not excuse or negate any bad in the past or future. So please indulge me while I share some of the things that I have learned over the last week about Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. As you probably know, before becoming president, Zelensky was a successful comedian, screenwriter, and actor. Last week, fellow comedian Jon Stewart reflected on watching someone from that trade be tasked with defending a nation against invading forces, saying on his show, The Problem with Jon Stewart, quote, We're watching Shecky Green transform into Churchill, end quote. And indeed, even not knowing his professional background, one which Stewart describes as having, quote, a general brand of cowardice that runs through our business, end quote, Zelensky's words and actions since Russia invaded have been exceedingly admirable. After identifying himself as Putin's number one target, and then people subsequently alleging that he had fled from Kiev, Zelensky posted a video of himself out on the streets of the city in broad daylight, telling the people, as translated by the Washington Post, quote, I'm here. We aren't going to lay down our arms. We are going to defend our nation, end quote. According to the Ukrainian embassy in London, Zelensky even replied to the U.S.'s offer to evacuate him by saying, quote, the fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride, end quote. As the Washington Post acknowledges, quote, Zelensky at times downplayed the threat of Russia crossing into Ukraine and at others warned of Russia seizing Ukrainian cities. He denounced the United States and European governments as alarmist in their repeated warnings of an impending assault. There was no meaningful effort to bolster defenses along Ukraine's border with Russia, nor was there preparation for evacuations and other contingencies to protect Ukrainians. 
As a wartime president, however, Zelensky has risen remarkably to the challenge. His messaging has been consistent and sharply directed at Moscow. In videos posted on social media, he has appealed directly to Russian citizens, gracefully urging them to protest Putin's onslaught on Ukrainian democracy. End quote. Watching a president stand up so fiercely for his people, and really watching any human stand resolutely in the face of terror is something beyond impressive and inspiring. Which I think is part of why non-Ukrainian people have been taken aback and sort of pleasantly awestruck upon discovering Zelensky's vast entertainment career and how completely different it is to the challenges he is meeting today. So first of all, as some of you surely know, I kind of remember hearing this at the time but had since forgotten. In 2015, Zelensky created a political satire TV show called Servant of the People, which became so popular in Ukraine that a real political party named after the TV show was founded, and of which Zelensky is a member. But that is not all. In the TV show, Zelensky played the main character, who becomes president of Ukraine. He wrote himself playing the president in a satirical TV show, and less than a month after the third season of the show had finished airing, he had become the actual president. I know we've elected TV stars as presidents in the U.S. as well. I am not throwing stones here. I'm just like, kinda gobsmacked, you know? I knew he was a comedian, but that is pretty freaking on the nose. And I can't stop thinking about a passage I read recently in Kurt Anderson's Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, about the advent of movies. Quote, For a century, people had been dumbfounded again and again by amazing new devices. But when an advanced technology came along that was indistinguishable from magic and dedicated to making the pretend seem real, and the basis of a big business, that is, movies, a kind of quantum change occurred in the culture. The difference between fantasy and reality narrowed suddenly, viscerally, profoundly. Movies made it easy for almost anyone, anywhere, literate or not, imaginative or not, to enter a magical realm where they were teleported everywhere to see anything, not paintings of exotic places or descriptions of imaginary characters, but actual people in actual places alive and moving. No previous medium seemed so powerfully and uncannily real. End quote. That line between reality and fantasy has narrowed so much more since then. As writer and political consultant Joel Silverman wrote on Facebook yesterday regarding Zelensky's TV role as president before becoming the actual president, quote, There's something really profound about the intersection of politics and media, about the interaction of the fictional worlds we create for media and the real world we all inhabit. It's no coincidence that Trump got his start as a TV star and Obama is now producing TV. End quote. And shortly after Zelensky was elected in 2019, Jennifer Wilson wrote in Slate, quote, The show's popularity and global appeal should come as no surprise. The idea that real political change can be ushered in by electing the right people without any radical altering of the political structure is a comforting, if silly, thought. Whether or not Zelensky's candidacy was indeed a practical joke or publicity stunt gone wrong, his election means that, for better or worse, anyone can become president. Either way, it makes for good TV, and is a reminder that democracy can be, and maybe is even supposed to be, scary. End quote. 
And just to give credit where it's due, Zelensky did receive a law degree before entering his career in comedy. But oh, what a career that was. Snippets of Zelensky's wide-ranging performances have been circulating online over the last week, and each one keeps getting better and better. There are clips of him competing on the very first season of the Ukrainian version of Dancing with the Stars in 2006, which he won, by the way. Hilarious videos with his comedy group abound, but Times of Israel journalist Amy Spiro found a particularly hilarious one of Zelensky and his fellow performers playing Hava Nagila on the piano with uh, out the use of their hands. Apparently not a one-time gag. Spiro tweeted, quote, Who among us has not played Hava Nagila on a piano with their genitals on stage and then gone on to lead their country against a foreign invasion? End quote. There's also a really great synth-pop music video of Zelensky and his comedy group singing and dancing quite impressively in revealing leather outfits and very tall heels. To give you an idea, it looks like a play on Beyonce's Single Ladies, but it's actually a pretty direct parody of the music video for Love, a song by the Ukrainian boy band Kazaki. While the original is in English, I have no idea what the comedy group is singing, but the live audience on the show it aired on is absolutely losing it. I'm putting links to all of these in the show notes, by the way, so you can watch for yourself whenever you need a little boost. But now, the big story that broke in the UK and America today. As confirmed by the production company Studio Canal to The Hollywood Reporter, Zelensky played the voice of the titular bear in the Ukrainian versions of Paddington and Paddington 2. And just to add a little more resonance to that, Michael Bond, who wrote the original Paddington books in the 1950s and 60s, noted at various points that he was inspired to write about this teddy bear left behind in a train station after seeing British children evacuated from London to the countryside during the Blitz, as well as by the kinder transport that evacuated Jewish children from Nazi-controlled territories just before and at the start of the Second World War. In the show notes, I'll link to a really heartwarming behind-the-scenes video of Zelensky recording his part as Paddington, which was shared this morning on Twitter by original English voice of Paddington, Hugh Bonneville. Author Joe Keenan, responding to the Blacklist co-founder Franklin Leonard, who surfaced the story yesterday, tweeted, quote, My mind is already spinning this into a Macbeth-like play, where Act 1 has Putin being assured by three smirking witches that if he chooses to invade Ukraine, the bear will triumph. End quote. As fun and at times almost eerie it is to uncover these slices of Zelensky's life before becoming president, and as in awe of his current actions as it is easy to be, I want to reiterate what I said at the start, which is that he is just one human. There are millions of people suffering and showing incomparable courage in Ukraine right now, as well as people in Russia who did not ask for their leaders to invade Ukraine and will be bearing the brunt of those actions, to say nothing of the people in other war-torn nations that are not receiving as much attention at the moment. Zelensky himself said in his 2019 inaugural address, directing his attention specifically to lawmakers, quote, We need people in power who will serve the people. This is why I really do not want my pictures in your offices, for the president is not an icon, an idol, or a portrait. Hang your kids' photos instead, and look at them each time you're making a decision. End quote. 
So I'm tamping down any inclinations to put him up on a pedestal. After all, I still don't know that much about him, but I will say that his commitment to his country and to his people over the last couple of weeks in particular has shown that he is an uncommonly brave and steadfast man who also completely slays in a pair of heels. So after sharing that little bit of fun, I want to end with a plug for a couple of ways to help out the people of Ukraine if you have the means. In particular, I'm putting links to funds for LGBTQ plus folks and Africans in Ukraine or trying to flee the country safely. At times like these, those already marginalized often face the toughest hurdles. Already, there are countless reports of African people attempting to leave Ukraine and being turned down and at times, quote, badly treated at the border, according to the BBC. A lot of crowdsourced resources are cropping up to assist people trying to get out as well as a number of fundraisers to assist them. And I'm also going to link to Outright Action International, a global LGBTIQ organization that serves as Secretariat of the United Nations LGBTI Core Group and is currently fundraising to provide shelter and other support for LGBTIQ individuals in need in Ukraine. So check those out, consider giving if you can, and that is it from me for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotke.org. I'm Jackson Bird, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.